are back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is talking the ultimate escape. Now, here's Mr. Scott Newby, Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communication specialist. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we are back. We're talking ultimate escapes on this week's show. Uh, before the break, Mrs. Bunny came out with a great buyer bus. But now we got the big buck slayer, Mr. Scott Newby. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. He knocked a slobber knocker down in Kentucky in the velvet. Mr. Scott, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing wonderful, especially uh, coming out of Kentucky where, yeah, it definitely was a slobber knocker that I knocked down. And I don't know if I deserve that title, but man, it was a good hunt to say the least. Yeah, now you were hunting in september with a bow and uh how did the hunt go it was phenomenal it was the opening weekend that we had in kentucky we're kind of central kentucky lawrence lawrenceburg area um it was me wade middleton and another guy josh dalkey that's with hunt stand and it's crazy i mean we've gone to kentucky a few years now and you know the last couple times for me it's just been ups and downs but not even a shot opportunity at all and no joke this year all of a sudden, like a matter of, I swear, 30 minutes, we ended up knocking down our deer opening night. And uh, it was just, we were all blown away that it happened as it is. But then for the rest of the week, we're still just kind of like, all right, well, what do we do? But you yeah. know, we're just kind of living the glory of having such huge deer, that, especially ones that were in velvet, too. I mean, phenomenal experience. Yeah. Now, you were um, up at a tree stand sitting over a, a bean plot that they had put in. Beautiful wooded area. Um, one thing I'm going to jump forward for just a second, because it really stood out in my mind as I watched this hunt, you know, unfold, you stood at draw for how long? I mean, I know the camera cut away and you're, you're videoing the deer and there's a lot of movement. There was another buck with him. It seemed like you were at full draw for like three or four minutes. How long was that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we had the, the salt river behind us, a little bean field in front of us. And this time they, they cut it way down to a small area. But, uh, when they came in from behind, they were milling about for a while. The whole bunch of bucks actually were just kind of out of sight, out of the distance. But then my one shooter finally came right out in front of me and he was totally broadside. So I just drew back and then the buddy that was with him, they just, oh, you know, first of the year I'm going for, also he turns the face with me right as I'm drawn. Yeah. Another buck comes in, like they just keep on dancing. And of course, at one point I'm full draw and the other buck stares right up at me. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm busted. But yeah, they were so close. I couldn't let down. I couldn't take a break or anything. I timed it when I watched the show again. It ended up being like just over a minute and a half, but I could have swore it was at least 10 minutes because, <laughs> you know, when you're a full draw, it's bad enough as it is, but when they're sitting there, like they're looking at you, they're milling about and they're just so close, you know, the, the time just slows down. And, and I think that's what kind of hurt me a little bit in the end when it came to finally getting off the shot and not having to be as perfect. But when the adrenaline's going, like I could have held her there for literally an hour as, uh, as much as I had pumping through my veins. Yeah. Now setting this up, you, you said that this was the opening night. You got there and so forth, got set up, but you're in a, you got a bean field on one side. You've got a creek, a river on the other side. And so you're in a, natural funnel and is that what brought these bucks in yeah i mean literally it, uh, everything was kind of moving through that one area they would all come in from behind and the salt river just cross over and you know it sounds like they're they're huge horses basically is what it sounds like when they're coming through walking in from behind you and then yeah they just kind of chilled out in the field for a while and 
Um, and they just kind of every single day consistently were crossing right in front of that pass. And the previous year, the entire field that was in front of me was probably, I don't know, maybe a hundred acres. Like it was all soybeans. And so, you know, they, they really weren't had any specific reason to kind of funnel down into one spot. But this year they just had about like an acre that was just soybeans in front of me. And so, you know, lo and behold, obviously there, they went directly for that one space and they were chilling out little road that was just right out in front. And we were tucked in the tree stand that was, had a lot of brush over us just because, you know, they, they're so sketchy as it is that the deer out in Kentucky that, you know, you want to have as much coverage as possible. But yeah, it's, uh, it was just a, the perfect little funnel that they all came through and and they presented themselves right in my shooting window yeah now when when people watch the show and you're hunting with wade middleton um you know you got your stand like at five o'clock these guys started filtering in around six you shot i don't know six thirty six forty five something like that but you had this hella storm blowing in at the same time man and one thing though is it looked like from the angle and this is what's really tough you know instead of being a little farther out so you have a nice shot it looked like you were almost having to shoot i mean he was under you like shoot very you know steep angle steep angle going down that is a tough tough shot to make yeah that was uh that was definitely the tough part is that they, they, I mean, literally were right below me to yeah. the point where you can see, cause they had to kind of have the shock on the same time where they're showing the deer and they're showing me at full draw. You can see where I actually had to move the bow around my knee when he yeah. was moving back and forth. Cause they were just at that extreme of an angle. But the Garmin sight that I have on the bow, I mean, that thing is just a lifesaver because, you know, if I had normal pins, like I would be having to calculate way too many things that my simple mind cannot think of at the same time. That all I <laughs> To do with that garment slide, just push the button, it automatically ranges it, automatically sets that pin up, and I knew that I was dead on whenever I released. Yeah, so you, you release the arrow, it hit maybe a little back further than you wanted to, probably from being in that overdraw situation uh, or long draw, but how long was the recovery? Yeah, well, the, uh, so... For better, for worse, when you get them on camera, the nice thing is you can go back, you can relive the footage and watch the footage. And so we, we gave them a while regardless because we both knew that that shot was a little far back. I think the angle is actually what helped it out the most. But when we went back to camp and kind of reviewed the footage, everyone that was there, I mean, they're all experts that I'm hunting with, you know, so I'm just a... Uh, uh, kind of a, an office monkey that gets to come out and have a good time every once in a while, but they're like, okay, <laughs> or you're yeah, a, based upon or that you're shot. you're a newbie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they said, based upon that shot, we'll just give him the night. And so, of course, that means it's a sleepless night, and I'm beating myself up over it left and right. But the worst part, too, was when that happened, like you're talking about, Trav, all of a sudden storms are coming in. It's raining yeah. like crazy. I'm like, oh, great, great. There goes our blood trail. It's never going to happen. And we wake up and Wade, we originally were going to go out around 10 o'clock, but then storms are coming in again. So Wade's like, hey, look, we're at 630. Let's just go out now and see if we can see anything. And uh yeah, I mean, it, thankfully, we found the arrow relatively quickly. And no joke, it was probably 100 yards. There was a, a down tree that all the bucks were making came in there milling about that down tree the entire time and when we walked over there to keep on kind of tracking him to look around he was right there at that down tree and man it's just 
sheer relief that comes over when you when you know these there and even more so like you kind of know these that close and yeah it was uh he was just an amazing buck overall and just the fact that i was able to get him and was able to bring him home is just kind of even makes it all the better well i think you know it, it was really impressed me and it's something that more people should do i mean this is a chance of a lifetime buck beautiful scenery awesome hunt uh the, the countryside there is just amazing still in the velvet too yeah I mean, this is like every hunter dreams of this. You made a shot, good shot. You know, you had that uh, illuminated knock, which made it really nice. But you're sitting there, you know, you're you're narrating a little bit. You're saying, you know, I'm excited. We just need to cool down. Let this buck sit. You talked about the down tree. You said, you know, I saw my arrow bounce around over here. I think he went by the tree. The next morning, you're out there telling Wade, I they came out by this tree. I think he's by the tree. And he ended up being by the tree. I mean, that's just that you've got to follow that intuition that it's all hunters creatures have. Creatures of habit. Yeah. And also, you made the right call. If you would have bumped him, you probably never would have found him. Taking that extra bit of time is what you ultimately truly needed to do. Yeah, and that stuff is something I learned from Wade throughout the years of hunting with him is that, you know, as much as you want to go and find that deer right away, if he bends down on a, on a just, you know, a shot that's questionable, your best thing to do is to sit, wait, even if you have to give him the night, as tough as that is, as, as much as we all hate to do it, it really is the best thing to do because it either means finding him or kicking him up and he will go for miles after that, as crazy as that sound, and you will probably never see him again yeah now you're gonna be heading is it this weekend or next weekend uh to baldwin kansas to hunt again with wade right it is this weekend i'm going and uh gonna try to do a little more bow hunting out there in kansas for the first time for me at least and uh gonna try to knock down another slobber knocker as you wish (laughs) yeah now i will say this you know as a bow hunter myself and jimbo has taken so much game with the bow it is far more intense. You know, I'm not going to say it's harder than rifle hunting, but there is that instance where you don't have that knockdown power, you know, of a, a 30 odd six or a 270 or a 300 wind mag. There's so many different things and where shot placement, if you're off an inch with the rifle, really doesn't matter. But with the bow, practice makes perfect, man. And it is really tough and it is intense. Um, and bow hunting is just challenging. It really is. Yeah, it, it honestly though, it makes me appreciate the hunt all the more. I I am learning so much more about deer, the anatomy of the deer, like how they react, how they move, like all the little subtle nuances that yeah. before kind of as you put it, you know, it's like you had that margin of error with a rifle, so it doesn't make a difference. You know, you just kind of shoot it out there, and as long as you're close, you know that it's just going to blow up inside, and and you're good to go. But you know, when you have that appreciation for every single little movement, and of course, you know, you're so much closer that it makes it so much more intense, but you have all those factors going into it. Plus, I think almost from me in a personal standpoint, like there's that primal nature and primal sense to it. You know, it's almost like going back to your, your ancestors, if you will, and, and just being able to hunt with a bow and, and just, I don't know, just so much cooler, so much more to it, so much more challenging for better, for worse. And there's uh, there's definitely times and years to where you could be skunked altogether. That's the downside of archery. But, man, once you do finally get something, all that hard work pays off and it feels so good. You know, I'm, you've always been like a big game hunter with a rifle. And what, five, six years ago, you got heavy into a muzzleloader, now bow. And he, like five years from now, he's going to be out there with an atlatl. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> That's what I was, I was thinking the next move was going to be. 
be atlatl or, uh, or yeah. I mean, out in Texas sometimes, you know, it's like you can pretty much use anything. So, yeah, it's like how basic do I want to get? Just a flint rock and kind of go from there. <laughs> like, what? what is the guy? I can't. Uh, Relentless Pursuit. Uh, Tim Wells. Tim Wells. Yeah, got in his spear, you know? Yeah, but he also got his leg. <laughs> yeah, when he fell out of the tree there yeah, in, Africa. in Africa. Yeah, That is crazy. Oof. All right. Speaking- it took a while to skin him, though. <laughs> yeah, speaking of a challenge. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, God bless uh, uh, Loretta Lynn, but the Yamaha XTR Challenge, you guys actually held there at the Loretta Lynn Off-Road Ranch. I think it's like, is it Hurricane Mills, Tennessee, where that's at? Correct. Yeah, Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. We had our big Yamaha XTR Challenge, which basically we invite out all Yamaha friends and family. They can come out. We have an obstacle course set up. They kind of challenge themselves on their Yamaha ATV or side-by-side. And it was a 22-mile course this year. Wow. Full of different challenges to where they're crossing over giant logs, having to use their winch, going through mud holes and everything. Like, literally an obstacle course that we built out there. And it's all Loretta Lynn's off-road ranch. And yeah, it was uh, the, the weekend before she passed was the one that we went out to and, and, and had the XTR Challenge there. So it was a... Uh, it was a great experience as always, but knowing that, like, you know, as, as weird as it sounds, like she held out just for us and be able to kind of be there in spirit was a, it was just such a cool deal. And, and, you know, needless to say, we'll be remembering her in the future when we go back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, this was for the thousand cc class right you added the thousand well, cc we have it to where yeah we have the r max 1000 and the yxc 1000 r that is a thousand cc class or side by sides we also have one that's kind of like an 850 and below that will be our wolverine x2 and x4 and then on friday nights we even have the grizzly atv where they get to go on the entire obstacle course as well now how do we you know you guys have this every year it's such an awesome event um, how do we become participants? Or if we just want to be a spectator, can we do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can come out. You can spectate. I mean, we have free demo rides going on. We do all sorts of giveaways, concerts, everything all throughout the entire weekend. And it's a really is a cool deal. I hope that everyone does come out and check it out. You can go to ExtremeTrainChallenge.com. And that's just X-T-R-E-M-E, ExtremeTrainChallenge.com. Uh, you can sign up there. We we have the tentative dates for next year, which is usually the first weekend in October. Uh, the race Productions that puts the whole thing on. They're kind of like having to move their schedule and thing, everything right, around right now. But just stick to that website, and we'll be able to, to tell you the exact dates once you do get them confirmed. But that's the easy way to sign up, get everything good to go, and and come out and hang with a bunch of Yamaha folk for the weekend, and just have a great experience overall. Yeah. Now with you know leading up to a lot of big game seasons are open, a lot more are going to open, and with you know it's hard to believe that Christmas is not that far away. Um, what does production look like? Is if if we want to get some new vehicles, can we order one? Can we order them now? I mean, are dealers filled up? What is that looking like? Yeah, the uh, the demand is still very pervasive all across the nation for for Yamahas. You know, it's uh, it's been a great few years here. We have production ramped up in our Georgia factory as quick as we can make these things, and they're definitely going to dealers just as fast. Inventory is getting out there. 2023s are really starting to hit the floor now, too. So the best thing that I always recommend is to stay in touch with the Yamaha dealer. I know it sounds sleazy salesperson thing, but put a deposit down. Like, if you have general interest, you know exactly what vehicle that you want, put a deposit down on it, call that dealer. They'll be able to know when that vehicle is coming in. We have a customer support center, too, if you need a call and you know, find your local Yamaha dealer, whatever it takes. I mean, heck, you guys can send me an email, too, because I, I you know, 
I don't get anything out of sales, but I get the pleasure knowing that you get to enjoy yourself in the Yamaha vehicle. So if that's what it means, send me an email too. I don't care. <laughs> that's you right. Bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Scott Newby. He is Yamaha's ATV and side-by-side senior communications specialist. That's right. And this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. And also, if we want to service our vehicles, um, you guys have Yamalube. People can go to shopyamaha.com. Uh, you guys have a complete resource for accessories, oil change kits, whatever you want. I mean, we could find, right? Yeah, it's all transitioned to yamaha-motor.com. Oh. So you can find all the details that you need to or just stick with your local Yamaha dealer and they can just get you dialed into. All right, we got to get to a break. Mr. Scott, God bless you. We love you, buddy. Y'all as well. Thank you very much. You know, the revolution with Jim and Trav is more than just noise to drown out a nagging spouse. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. We're all things outdoors, so you better listen. Often imitated, never duplicated. Stick around. The revolution will return after these short messages.